At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. And VSIN can now be heard on Sports Map Radio across the country, including in great radio stations and just all across the country in places like Kansas City, ESPN Kansas City, in Missouri. If you're listening there, you're listening to the best sports betting news and information network from the capital of the world in Las Vegas. Welcome to VSIN. It's family and the Greg Peterson experience. And we welcome on in our number three, Grant Mitchell. He does great work over at the Fade the Public podcast along with Forbes. We're going to be diving into some NFL with him. For those that are out there in the Midwest, we're going to be hitting some Big 12 basketballs. We're going to be taking a look at Iowa State and Texas Tech in a second. But first things first, we've got to give credit where credit is due. This is the Greg Peterson experience, but it takes a team to be able to make this show work. And I've got the best team in the business behind me. You've got my producer, Jason Kahn. He sets up all these great guests. He keeps me in line in general, which that is not an easy task. I can tell you that right now. So he does amazing work there. Everything that you're seeing up on the screen, vsin.com, or if you're watching on YouTube TV, as we've got great graphics over here, it is our good friend Dakota that does a great job there. Every single hour that we do here at the network as well, whether you like this show, follow the money, a numbers game, list goes on and on. Our good friend Sean is the man that posts that up. You're able to get that at vcin.com slash podcast or the vcin bets bets feed, wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. And just mentioned that we're now on Sports Map Radio and on many terrestrial radio stations all across America. The man that is in charge of all that, Taylor, he does absolutely amazing work with the ones and twos on the audio. So a big thanks to all of them. They do their part and. Now it's time for me to do my part and try to find you guys some winners because the team behind me, they always are on point. Sometimes we can get a little bit off point when it comes to these college basketball picks, but we've got to reel ourselves in and we've got to try to find some winners on the board. And we go out to the Iowa State versus Texas Tech game. This is 635, 636 on the betting board. Iowa State opened up as a four and a half point favorite, which uh, there might be a little bit of value there. This has gone anywhere between six and a half and seven. With a total between 128 and 128 and a half. This has just gone a little bit too far in terms of the steam move, in my opinion. Texas Tech, I made a four-point underdog, so at four and a half. You know what? I thought that that was relatively the right number, but now that you're getting between six and a half and seven with Texas Tech, I am going to be willing to take the points with them. It's a Texas Tech defense that 
is right on par with Iowa State. Both of these teams, two of the best in terms of defensive efficiency in all of college basketball. Iowa State, they do a little bit of a better job of generating turnovers. That's why they've been a little bit more superior in terms of their defensive efficiency. Sixth in the country is Iowa State in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. Meanwhile, you've got a Texas Tech team that they currently rank 16th in the country in terms of their defensive efficiency. Now, take a look at Iowa State. The only team that's allowing fewer points on a per-possession basis at home, that would be Tennessee. But Texas Tech, they've actually been a top-10 team in terms of their defensive efficiency on the road. So Texas Tech travels well, and Iowa State, they've got a really, really good home court advantage at Hilton Magic. It is certainly something, but I take a look at the Texas Tech team, and I think that their superior outside shooting is going to be able to keep them in this game. Texas Tech does turn the ball over a little bit too much, and that is a bit of a worry when it comes to playing against this very, very good Iowa State defense, but with Texas Tech as well, you got a guy in Kevin O'Banner. He's got good versatility, and I think that he's going to be a hard matchup for this Iowa State team. He's been able to deliver 16.5 points, 6.3 boards. shoots right around 35.5% from three, and then you've been able to have Pop Isaacs shoot 42% from three. He chips in there 11 points per game. Daniel Bacho does a good job down low, being able to give the teammate rebounds per game. Now, he's going to have his hands full with Oshun Oshuni, who comes in from St. Bonaventure. His teammate, Indron Holmes, does a good job of being able to dole out the ball as well. But with Oshuni, he doesn't necessarily give you a lot in terms of the box score. Like eight to nine points, three to four rebounds, a block per game. You take a look at it, you think, ah, oh, just another guy. But if you take a look at the advanced metrics, what they actually mean to their team when they're on the floor versus off the floor, Oshuni Oshuni is very, very big for the Iowa State team. And with Iowa State, I mentioned Mr. Holmes. He's been able to lead the team's top score. He's able to dole out right around three or so assists per game for an Iowa State offense that I mean, has been pretty solid in its own right. It's not like they're a team that's going to be going out there and getting you 80 on a night-in night-out basis, but this team has been pretty consistently being able to get to 70, and that's more than enough when you've got a defense that includes someone like an Andre Kunich who's able to give you 8.5 points, 6 boards, shoots 35.5% from three, and for that matter, among your top five scores for Iowa State, Four of them do shoot at least 35.9% from three-point range. So, yeah, we'll put a little bit of stock into that. You've also had Taman Lipsy be able to come in as the main point guard of this team. He doesn't necessarily give you a lot in terms of scoring. Lipsy only gives you right around six and a half, seven points per game, but dishes out four and a half assists per game, gives you two steals per game. He has been really, really good for this backcourt, but I do think that Texas Tech going to be able to hold up in this game both of these teams, very dominant in terms of their defense. Iowa State, it's more generating turnovers with Texas Tech. It's more doing a great job of just forcing up bad shots, being able to do a good job of hitting the glass. So it's a number that I set in terms of the total at a 128. Both of these teams are mid-tempo teams, and for that matter, Texas Tech, we've already seen them score north of 100 in a few games this season. So Texas Tech not shy of running, but... I did think that this total is just a little bit too high with how efficient both of these defenses have been. And I do think that Texas Tech is going to be able to hold in this game. I do ultimately think that Iowa State gets the job done and wins outright. I don't think that they cover this summer now that we've gotten up to 6 after 7. So going to be willing to take the points with Texas Tech. And here at 128.5, I'm going to be diving under as well. Something else that we've got to take a look at was College Basketball Tuesday. The least profitable team in college basketball is going to be in action. Sometimes the best bets are fades, and right now if you've been fading the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, it's been going very well for you. 637, 638 on the bang board. Tulsa plays host at Temple. We give our ode to Lane Kiffin. Go Owls, as Temple is currently a 3.5 to a 4-point favorite. And your total on this game, you're finding it at a 142.5. And, and with Tulsa, I did make them a three and a half point underdog. Where I sit right now at circa, I am seeing a four, and that would be my buy point right now. I personally am going to be waiting to see how this marinates overnight. If we're able to see Temples just continue to get the money, it could be a good buy low spot. If this gets down to, like, say, a three, then I am going to be buying in on Temple because there is always a buy point and a sell point on every team. You're not betting teams in this industry, you are betting numbers. And right now, the numbers just have not been right on Tulsa. But we're seeing them getting relatively close. And if you take a look at this, just absolutely a remarkable run that Tulsa's been on of just not being able to cover games. I wish I could call it anything else, but it is what it is with them. 
they've had a few games where they came up just a half a point short. It's not like they got completely plastered in these games or anything like that. But that said, this is a Tulsa team that they've got one cover in their 14 games this year. And out of 363 D1 teams, there's not a single other team with fewer than three. So they are being tripled up by every other team in terms of covers in all of college basketball. And you have to think that there's a lot of people factoring this in. And when it comes to Tulsa, one of the biggest things for them, they aren't playing a lick of defense right now. They currently rank right around 275th in the country. He turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. Tulsa does have one guy that's able to go out there, and he does a good job of getting you a bucket. That would be Sam Griffin, the transfer from UT Arlington, has been able to generate 15 points. He's 87% of the free throw line, 34% from three, so he's done a good job there. And then Bryant Settlebongay is really the only guy that's able to get you a rebound. Eight and a half boards, 12 and a half points per game. You've got one other player on Tulsa that really has been able to reliably give you more than three and a half rebounds per game in Tim Dolger, but for Temple, it's not like they've got a lot of guys that do a great job of being able to mash down low either because Jamile Reynolds, he is currently out of the fold. He's been the team's top rebounder all season long, so they've been having to mix and match down low. Nick Jordan is now giving you right around four rebounds per game. Julio White, he's a solid little Swiss Army knife guy. Five and a half points, five and a half rebounds per game, so he's done a solid job there, but this is throwing a little bit out of whack by the 16-rebound game and against Cincinnati. You throw that game out and, well, it's not giving you the world's greatest results, but I think it's big for Temple. The duo of Kaylee Battle and Damian Dunn in the backcourt. These two guys, they've been able to generate just under 33 points per game. They combined to shoot about 33.5% from three-point range. And both of these gentlemen do shoot about 85% at the free line. Temple, they're a team that ever since they were taken over by Aaron McKee, they've been holding their head a little bit more on defense, but we have seen that defensive efficiency slip just a little bit as well. They're still a relatively mid-tempo team. They're not going to play super-duper fast. They're not going to play super-duper slow, but they're now right around 153rd in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. But I will say this about Temple as well. They're giving up 11 points fewer per 100 possessions in a road or neutral court environment rather than at home. That is a top-five differential in terms of home to road slash neutral court that we're finding in all of college basketball to the positive when they're on the road slash in a neutral court environment. So I do think that that is something very important to take into account, and that is why I did set my total a little bit lower. I set my total at a 141.5. I do think that Tulsa is going to be able to get a little bit of a boost coming in from for being at home. So four or more I'm going to be willing to buy in here, but I did set my total at a 141.5 as well. It's a spot where I'm taking a look at the under right now, and like I said, four is my minimum buy point. On Tulsa, I'm going to be personally waiting to see how this moves in the AM. If I'm able to get down on three, that'd be terrific. I personally don't think that that's going to be the case, but if that does happen, that does happen. But that said, most likely going to be seeing just how many points I'm able to get in the AM with Tulsa. Hopefully, it is a little bit more than four, as we've got some very interesting games on this college basketball card that we are going to be seeing, including a few out there in the Big East. We're going to be taking a look at a little bit of action when it comes to the Missouri Valley Conference as well. So we've got a lot coming up in terms of college basketball. I'll be hitting those in the final two segments of the show. But coming up next, we've got to talk some NFL wildcard action. Grant Mitchell, he does absolutely amazing work over there at Forbes. And he also does the Fade to the Public podcast. He joins me next as we're going to be taking a look at these matchups for the weekend right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. It is great to be joined by Grant Mitchell. He does a great job as a contributor over at Forbes. On top of that, he does an amazing job over at the Fade the Public podcast. And those of you guys watching on vsin.com slash YouTube TV, you'll see that Grant has on a very good gray suit. I like that suit, and I like the fact that you're joining me tonight, Grant. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, of course. Just got done watching the national championship game between Georgia and TCU. Was able to wrap up my analysis before halftime because there wasn't a whole lot to see in that second half. They let everybody go home early. Got to give it to them. And let me ask you about this because I talked about this at the top of the show. Out of all the sports, would you say that college football is really the most top-heavy sport? Because in baseball, you can see a lot of upsets. You have five, seven-game series. Any baseball team can knock off another team in a five to seven game series. We've seen the Pittsburgh Pirates take down the LA Dodgers and sweep them in LA before. You just don't see that really with college football at all. You don't see these teams be able to rise up from out of nowhere and be able to win the title, in my opinion. The title, no. I think with NIL, it's going to increase the parity and sort of that maybe the second tier or even the third tier of contenders. Like we saw Tulane just beat USC in their bowl game, obviously. Caleb Williams won the Heisman, but he can't beat the Green Wave. But when it comes to the national championship, you're going to have Georgia, you're going to have Alabama, you're going to have Ohio State, and then whoever the fourth other team is. Yep, I'm right there with you. It's just one of these cases where in college football, you've really got those big three, the first three that you mentioned, and really other teams out there in the college football futures market. It's hard to really advocate for much for them, but in terms of the NFL, you're able to get a lot more longer shot teams are able to win the Super Bowl. You're able to get a little bit more bang for your buck for teams that are outside of really the top three, the top four that we find throughout the season. And we're going to be trying to see if any of these teams in wildcard weekend are able to make a round. And let's start with what I think is one of the most interesting matchups that we're going to find because these are two teams I would absolutely love to fade right now. It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers, depending upon where you shop, are anywhere between a two and a half and a three-point underdog. Toronto's game is 45 and a half. I've yet to make a play on this game because I look at the Buccaneers and they've looked awful all season long. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are coming into this playoff in worse form than anyone else, and I flat out cannot trust Mike McCarthy as a coach. Do you have any sort of a lean on this game? Because as of right now, I have stayed away because I wish I could just bet against both of these teams. You know what, Greg, after I give you my analysis here, you do a favor for me. You tell me if I've convinced you to take a line, and that will be my mark of success. Does that All right. Like that sounds good. All right. So I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. They are playing at home where they are 2-0 and in the Tom Brady era against the Dallas Cowboys. They beat them in week one, 19-3. I know that was a long time ago, and I know Dallas fans are going to come out of the woodwork saying, Dak was injured in that game. It doesn't count. Dak got injured in the middle of the fourth quarter. The game was already over. I've been alive for 25 years, just celebrated my birthday recently. For pretty much my entire life, Tom Brady has just done things to win games. I don't have stats to quantify it. I don't have the words to qualify it. Stuff just happens when he needs it to. Look at earlier in this season. He, he pulls off the biggest and greatest comeback victory of his professional career. Again, he's been in the league nearly since I was born, and he does it to the New Orleans Saints. Then he bounces back with an overtime comeback win on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. 
Now he's trailing. He needs to beat the Carolina Panthers. He's, he's losing early. He has his only 400 passing yard game of the entire season. They win the game. They lock up the, they lock up the division title. They're getting healthier. They've got guys coming back. They still can't run the ball, but hey, at least Brady's last game was his best in terms of his chemistry with Mike Evans. We obviously know that's their number one receiver. He's going to be a big playmaker for them in these playoffs. Dak Prescott cannot be trusted in any capacity. Just had a career-worst completion percentage in that loss to the Washington Commanders. Leads the league in interceptions despite missing a quarter of the season. You said earlier sometimes the best bet is not a bet in itself, but it's a fade. I'm fading the Cowboys. Yep, I can't blame you there, and I do think that the three is very critical because at a three, I think you're getting a lot of value with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I could see this game landing on three, and to your point, my goodness, it feels like every single time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady at the helm have been in a close game, they have been able to do a solid job. So, I mean, I think that as long as I'm getting three, I'd be willing to take the Buccaneers. At two and a half, I think that it's more of a let's see if the number gets up a little bit further sort of circumstance because... Well, I just can't bet on the Dallas Cowboys here with the current form that they're in, and Dak Prescott's giving out interceptions like they're at a two-for-one sale right now. So that would not been too terrific, and a team that might be choking away their opportunity to be able to make a run at the postseason is the Chargers. Very mind-numbing decision, to say the least, from our good friend Brandon Staley to play all of his guys at Week 18 where there was nothing on the line. Now they hit the road to face off against the Jaguars team that they come into this postseason in absolutely terrific form. And something that I always take a look at, I don't know if you do or not, Grant, is recent form. Part of the reason why I don't want to bet on the Dallas Cowboys in the postseason, and it's part of the reason why I really do like the Jaguars coming in. They were terrible to begin the season. Not sure where you lean on this, but I think that the Jaguars' momentum from the end of the season, it's going to continue against the Chargers. Greg, before every show that I go on, this one included, obviously, I write down the games that I'm going to be talking about, and I put my notes together. The number one note on my Jaguars section is, what is the most dangerous team in all of sports? It's the hot team. It's the team that's playing well, the team that has momentum, and the Jaguars have it. They won five games in a row. They're maybe as hot as any team in the AFC. You could go with the Bengals, but I think their run was sort of stuttered a bit during that Buffalo Bills game, obviously with the DeMar Hamlin situation. Out of the hospital, by the way. That's awesome to hear. The Jaguars, their last win was against the Tennessee Titans. That clinched the division, and it clinched it against a division opponent. Obviously, that's huge for them. Trevor Lawrence has been playing outstandingly well in the back half of the season. And even as I say that, the last three weeks haven't been incredible. But just in time, the defense has stepped up. They are allowing just 7.3 points per game across their last three games. I don't know if it's going to be the offense. I don't know if it's going to be the defense. I don't know if it's going to be both. But I have confidence that this Jaguars team is going to come out and get a win in their home stadium. Got to keep in mind, Doug Peterson, been to and won a Super Bowl. You were talking about Brandon Staley with the inexplicable decision to play the starters into the game last week. Mike Williams gets injured. He's supposed to suit up, but who knows how effective he's going to be. In my eyes, it's a mismatch. The fact that the Jags are dogs, I think it's the public being a little silly, to be honest. Yeah, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I really do like what I'm seeing there. And you mentioned it. Not having Mike Williams. We have seen the Chargers with slash without him. They are far better when they've got their full complement of wide receivers. I think that that's going to be a little bit of an issue. And this is going to be a little bit of an issue for us, hoping for some competitive playoffs. The fact that the Seattle Seahawks got in. I felt like out of the three that you could have gotten for that seven spot, the Lions, the Packers, and the Seahawks, they were the worst of the three. Really the only thing that I can give on the Seattle Seahawks is it's hard to knock off a team three times and it's hard to cover three times but man this looks like the 49ers are the far superior team I don't know if I want to lay 10 but I feel good about the 49ers getting by here and being able to get the job done Greg let me ask you a question the 49ers head into the playoffs riding a 10 game win streak that's the best in the league obviously do you know or do you even have a guess off the top of your head what their average margin of victory is during that 10 game stretch I would guess two touchdowns You'd be wrong. 16.1 points. Not only are the 49ers winning, they are dominating every team that's in their way. And yes, that holds true for this win streak, but it also holds true for their season series against the Seahawks. They outscored them 48-20 to and won both of the games that they played against them. 
The Seahawks rank 30th in run defense. What do the Niners do? They run the ball at will, and they run it relentlessly. And this is the big thing for me. If the Seahawks want to have a chance to even, I'm not even going to say win, because I don't think it's a possibility. Famous last words, obviously. But I, if the Seahawks want to cover, it's going to come down to Geno Smith making plays. As much as I love the Geno Smith story, a guy who was drafted with super high stock early in the first round, goes to the Jets, flames out, becomes a career backup and journeyman over the, during the offseason. People are asking Pete Carroll who the starter is. He said, we don't need to bring someone in. We've got Geno. Everybody starts laughing. And all of a sudden, he makes the Pro Bowl. It's a great story. It's, it's what sports are about. But if you look at Geno Smith's quarterback rating over the last eight weeks, that's two months of football. That's a pretty big sample size and you interpolate it across the entire regular season, he would rank 25th in quarterback rating. That, by definition, that makes him a bottom seven quarterback. I don't think that's true at his face, but it's what the unbiased numbers say. Yeah, it's been really rough for Geno Smith. I am in total agreement with you there, and it's just really interesting to take a look at these NFL playoffs, and I know that you do a great job of being able to gauge a little bit of NBA over there at Forbes as well, Grant. Always appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. Yep, of course. Thank you for having me. It's always great to have Grant Mitchell aboard. He does a great job over with the Fade the Public podcast. You're able to get that wherever you get your podcast. On top of that, he does a great job taking a look at things over at Forbes as well. And we've got a lot of playoff chatter that is going to be coming up all week here on the Greg Peterson Experience. But coming up next, we've got to round out the show with some college basketball. We've got some really good marquee teams that are going to be in action. We've got some ACC. We've got some Missouri Valley. We go down the list as... I try to give you guys as many picks as humanly possible to wrap up the show next year on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current bank splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. That way, you are able to see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. As betting splits are here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VEASAN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. We've got two segments left, and it's all college basketball. That brings a lot of joy to my heart as we've got a whopper of a slate on Tuesday. We've got 31 games in total, but we've got banger upon banger as we've got a lot of teams from the Big Ten doing battle. We've got a lot of teams from the Big 12 doing battle. We have not really dove into the Big East yet, and let's dive into that right about now. This will be the earliest game on the card, 601-602 on the board. It is Butler. They're going to be hitting the road to face off against St. John's. The Red Storm are a four and a half point favorite in most spots. Seeing a straight four out there as well. Total on this game is 147 and a half. And what I think is so interesting in this matchup is just taking a look at the way that St. John's consistently gets their tempo. And this is something that you always want to take a look at in college basketball. There are some teams that they play fast. There are some teams that they play slow. What is really important when gauging totals is trying to be able to identify those teams that if they're a super-duper fast team or a super-duper slow team, that they always get this tempo. Like North Texas right now in college basketball, they always slow things down. They always give you a good shot with your total under. The same goes for the St. John's team. And St. John's, they just absolutely run and gun it. They make sure that there's a lot of possessions in the game. Sometimes you're not going to be able to hit that over, but... St. John's is always going to give you that opportunity that if you get even a halfway decent shooting, and it's going to happen, and I expect that once again here. I set my total at 152. I'm going to be willing to go over in this spot, and with Butler, they're playing a little bit faster this year. Under Thad Mata, they're more around 250 at the terms of possessions per game. It's certainly not warp speed or anything like that, but faster than what has been in past years, and St. John's are currently 15th at all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. They're running it. They're going to get They're not slowing down for absolutely anyone, and this is despite the fact that we've got a very dominant big man in Joel Soriano. He's six foot 11, 260, runs the floor well. He's able to give the team 16 points, 12 rebounds per game. As a matter of fact, he's a top five rebounder, really, in all of college basketball in terms of total rebounds per game. He's done a nice job, but with St. John's, I really can't lay the points here because 
with them, I just don't know if they're going to be able to take care of the ball. Sometimes they get a little bit too fast for their own good. 13 and a half turnovers per game. You've got the two-headed duo in the backcourt of Pasha Alexander and Andre Cabello. Cabello was disciplined for reason, reasons we really don't know. He missed that Marquette game. Came back in the Providence game, so he should be good to go here. But these two guys, they combined for 20 points, but 5.7 turnovers per game between the two of them. Now, the good news is they combined for 3.9 steals per game as well, but Cabello shoots 27% from three. Pasha Alexander shoots 21% from distance, and this is a team that has a hole. They're shooting about 31.5% from three-point range. David Jones, St. Satchi, suffer 14 points. Right around seven rebounds. Montez Mathis will be able to give you a little bit of something as well. But I think Butler hangs in this game because their backcourt should be able to do a solid job of being able to hunker down and make some shots. And this is a Butler team that they only turn the ball over about 11 and a half times per game as well. I don't think that they're going to be overly rattled by this St. John's really pressure style defense. You've got Jaden Taylor, Chuck Harris, and Eric Hunter Jr. These three guys, they combine to be able to give you about 36 points per contest. Hunter is shooting 36% from three. Taylor is able to shoot 37% from the outside. And Harrison Hunter combined for five and a half assists per game. But I do think that Manny Bates is going to be able to hold up in this game against Joel Soriano. He's not quite the rebounder that Soriano is. He's giving you 13 points, right around six rebounds per game, but 2.1 blocks per contest. When he was a freshman during the 2019-20 season, in terms of blocks on a permanent basis among qualifying players, Manny Bates, while he was over at NC State, led all of college basketball in this regard. So... I like what he's doing there. They now have Ali, Ali, and Jalen Thomas back as well. These two guys may be able to combine for 13 points per game. They've only been back for six contests. Both of these guys shoot right around 33% from three. And then Simeus Lucatius, 10 points, four boards, three assists. His versatility should be able to keep Butler very live in this game. I did set my number at a four. So now that we're at four and a half, I'm going to be willing to take the points. And I think that just the constant speed that you've got of St. John's, the way that night in, night out, they get their tempo very important with this total. Set it at a 152 as a result. Looking at the over and looking at four and a half or more with Butler. Now let's take a look at a little Missouri Valley Conference action as we've got Belmont and Valparaiso. 609, 610 on the betting board. Valpo is a five-point underdog. And your total on this game, it is 140 and a half. And with Belmont, set them as a six-point favorite. This line initially opened up at six. So I let it marinate a little bit. Now that we're at a five, I'm going to be willing to lay it with Belmont. Belmont is a team that consistently they play at a little bit of a faster pace, but it's not like they get too fast for their own good. They're right around 115th in the country in terms of possessions per game. Valparaiso typically is a little bit of a slower team, and we've seen them throttle up a little bit. They're now right around 140th in the country in terms of possessions per game. You've got two featured scorers for this Valparaiso team. Ben Cricky, Coupled with Kobe King. King, who began his career at Wisconsin. He's able to give you right around 17 points per game. Kirky, he chips in their six rebounds, 18 and a half points per game. Problem is, they both shoot below 30% from three, and Belparaiso as a whole, they shoot 29.2% from three per inch. Jerome Palm is able to help out a little bit down low for Valparaiso with five and a half rebounds per game, but they really don't do a good job at all giving themselves second chances. And Valparaiso really doesn't have a lot of three point shooting at all. As a result, 310th is where Valparaiso ranks in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Belmont, they're outside the top 200 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, and this is not quite the same Belmont offense that we've seen in the past. They're more around 105th in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, but certainly is far better than what we're seeing out of Valparaiso. And you do have Ben Shepard who brings things together for this Belmont team. Really the lone holdover from last season, 18 points, five boards. Shooting like 60% at the free throw line. That is a little bit rough, but shoots it well from three-point range. And then you've got Kate Tyson, 96-7 combo player, averaging 13.5 points. He does a good job shooting it from three-point range along Dan Freiburg, who comes in from Princeton with the Spellman team. They do have relatively solid depth. They don't give you a lot of rebounding, but that does not come into effect here because Valparaiso, they don't do a great job with their big men either. So I do think that it's a little bit of a tough spot. For Valparaiso, I did, as a result, make them the six-point underdog, so I'm going to be willing to lay it with Belmont. With Belmont, their offensive efficiency is down from past years, and Valparaiso, I just don't think that they're going to be able to live up to what they need to to be able to get this total over. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under semi total at 140. So you're at 140.5 or greater. It's a play on the under to go along with Belmont laying five. Now, I mentioned a little bit earlier in the hour we've got the biggest fade in all of college basketball in tulsa worse against the spread record going down 
How about if we take a look at a team that they're pretty much in a tie for the number two spot, and they're out there in the Atlantic 10. This is 607-608 on the board. It is Loyola of Chicago, and they're playing as a VCU. VCU between a three and a four-point favorite in your total on this game. They're between 136.5 and 136. This opened up at 2.5, so I'd say grab it sooner rather than later, but I'm willing to lay up to four with VCU. Loyola Chicago is just terrible. You take away Sister Jean, and you take away the name Loyola Chicago, and I feel like they'd be a little bit of a bigger underdog in the spot. The Ramblers just can't hold on to the ball. In terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, it's really a bottom 30 team in all of college basketball. Loyola Chicago, 16.5 turnovers per game, despite the fact that they are 216th in terms of possessions per game. So they're not fast, and they're giving it away left and right. Meanwhile, they're going up against a VCU team that, if you know VCU, you know exactly what they do. They get turnovers. They're averaging 9.5 turnovers per game, and they've got the best player out there on the floor, and his name is Ace Baldwin. Baldwin shooting 48.5% from three. Two and a half steals per game. He chips in there 15 plus points per game. This guy is absolutely tremendous in the backcourt for our VCU. And then you've got guys like a Jaden Deloach, who's able to give you seven rebounds per game. Brandon Johns comes in from Michigan. 12 and a half points, five and a half rebounds per game. And well, Chicago is just full of disappointment right now. Really, this entire Atlantic 10. You're going to be hearing about them in the final segment when I give out my DK Nation pick. That is featuring a pair of teams from the Atlantic 10. So a little bit of a teaser there, but. You just take a look at the seam. St. Thomas was supposed to take big strides forward for the seam. 3.3 rebounds. He's been a big, giant flopper, Rooney, for them. You just have not been able to get very efficient play out of someone like Marquise Kennedy, who is giving you right around 10 or so points per game, but you were expecting a little bit more there. Ben Schweiger has not taken strides forward from being with the program last season as well. It's a loyal Chicago team that really doesn't have anyone giving you north of 6.5 rebounds per game. And Bryce Golden comes in from Butler. Well, he's at Butler the last two years. He was averaging 9.5 points per game out there in the Big East, a 6'9 combo player that's able to pop threes. He's seen his production fall to like 5 points per game, and he's shooting sub-25% from three. He has completely regressed with this loyal Chicago team. I think we are now seeing the after effects of not having Porter Mosier in the fold, and we're seeing how difficult of a task it is to replace him. I did set my total at a 134. Even though you got a VCU team that it's a little bit more off-tempo, they really hang their head on defense. They're a top 30 team in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. So looking at the under in this spot, and we'll delay up to four with Loyal Chicago coming up in the final segment. I give you guys my DK Nation pick for college basketball for this Tuesday, and this is what I like on the card in general. Next, here on the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Start the new year with BetRivers Online Sportsbook, who is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If we're if you're hearing us on Sport Ma- Sports Map Radio, a big welcome to all of you guys. You guys are going to be hearing whatever you've got locally slash on Sports Map coming up next. If you're here on VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, what have you. Next up, you're going to be hearing a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. Meanwhile, if you're hearing the replay, follow the money. Comes your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. It is going to be Mitch Moss and Paul Howard recapping, well, what was not such a great national title game. What we've all got in the NFL this week is what they're going to be turning it forward to, and hopefully they'll be talking a little college basketball as well as we've got ourselves a great slate, and that's one that we're going to be diving into right now as we got a write-up here that we did for DraftKings Nation on a pair of Atlantic 10 schools. This is 617, 618 on the betting board. Fordham and Dayton are going to be doing battle. Dayton, the road team, is a seven-point favorite. And your total on this game, it is 130. And with Dayton, I made them more of a two-and-a-half-point favorite. My write-up here is taking the points with Fordham. It's a big-time put-up-or-shut-up game for Fordham, a team that has been downtrodden in the Atlantic 10 for seemingly 15 eons, and I think that they're finally starting to turn it around. It's a Fordham team that they've got some rough and tumble to them. They are in the top 40 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and to the credit of Dayton, their best attribute is their defense. They're in the top 25 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They do a good job of just being able to win battles on the glass with Tumani, Kamara, along with Dayron Holmes, combining for about 17.5 rebounds per game, and these guys do a solid job of being able to block some shots as well. These are your top two scorers as well. You've had Holmes be able to chip in their 19 points, shooting 42% from three. Now, that's because he's taking about a half a three a game, so take that with a little bit of a grain of salt, but he's been able to do a great job down low with two blocks per game, and then Tumani Kamara, he's able to give you right around about nine and a half rebounds, a steal, a block per game. He's been really good, and he's really more of your main rebounder. Holmes a little bit more of the shot blocker, but the big issue that you got with the Satan team, who's going to be dishing out the ball? They don't have a single guy that gives you north of three assists per game because they've been dealing with an injury to both Malachi Smith and Kobe Elvis. Well, they have left the building since, really, their battle for Atlantis tournament as both of these guys have been out of the fold. As a result, they've been a disjointed offense. Dayton is very slow to start out with, 332nd in the country in terms of possessions per game, but not having that main floor general means that they are one of the worst teams at holding on to the ball in all of college basketball. When you're as slow as Dayton is and you're turning the ball over 13.7 times per game, that's not too terrific. Now, Fordham actually has a few more turnovers per game, but they're in the top 75 in terms of possessions per game. So if you're looking on a raw per possession basis, it is a Fordham team that has a little bit of an easier time taking care of the ball. Dayton 301st in the country in terms of turnovers on a per possession basis. And Dayton, they're shooting 28.9% from three-point range in a road and neutral court environment. And now they have to go up against a Fordham team that has a nice advantage in the backcourt as you've got a fifth-year guard, Darius Quinsberry, averaging 18.5 points, 3.5 assists, chips in there a little bit over a seal per game and shoots it at about 39% from three-point range. On top of that for Fordham, they've got Antrell Charlton, who's been a really good Swiss Army knife guy, eight points, four boards, four assists. So he's able to stuff the statue with that regard. And I talk about Dayton and how they're able to do a good job of being a block shots. Well, your better team in terms of shots blocked on a per shot basis, that would be Dayton. They're blocking, or that would be Fordham. They're blocking about 9% of shots that they see as you've got a pair of guys that aren't necessarily great scores for this team, but they've been able to combine for about three blocks per contest as You've been able to get that out of Abdu Simbilia along with Rotslav Nevikovsky. These two guys, they combine for about four blocks per contest. When it comes to Simbilia, he chips in their 7.7 rebounds per game, leads away with that regard, and then they bring in Khalid Moore. He comes in from Georgia Tech, 14 points, six half boards. He's done a solid job with that regard. Kyle Rose shoots 35.5% from three. Fordham as a whole, they're shooting about 32.5% from distance, but there's 5.8 blocks per contest. Very, very big for this Fordham team, and 
going up against a Dayton team that they just had a tough time being able to generate offense all season long. I do think that it is going to be interesting with regards to the total because you got a Dayton team that's super duper slow. You got a Fordham team that they're willing to kick up the tempo a little bit more. I said I told it at 130. So now that we've gotten to 130, anything north of the 130, I'm looking at the under. If we get back down to, say, 129, if this goes a little bit lower, I'm going to be willing to take a look at the over. So I'm going to be waiting to see where this total moves in the AM. That's why the right up here is just going to be taking the points with Fordham, made them more of a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Seeing them at seven, I think that there's some good value with this Atlantic 10 home underdog. And if you take a look at college basketball as a whole, north of 55% of home underdogs have been able to cover the spread this season. So we're going to continue to ride that trend with Fordham in this ordeal. When it comes down to it as well, we've got some very, very interesting games that are going to be happening on this Tuesday. And how about if we go with this home underdog and this one might be a little bit of a grody one. 639, 640 on the betting board. Georgetown is going to be playing us to Seton Hall. Seton Hall between an 8.5 to a 9 point favorite. And your total on this game is between 142 and 142.5 with the Georgetown bunch. I mean, man, they're 5 and 10 against the spread. And I don't have a lot of live betting advice. I personally don't do a lot of live betting when it comes to college basketball. As a matter of fact, there's only one thing that I really live bet in college basketball right now. Everything else is done before the game. And that's taking a look at this Georgetown team. Whatever they do in the first half, you bet on the exact opposite in the second half. We saw that on display their last game against Marquette. They were catching 18 and a half points in that game. They bled at the half, and then things went straight down the toilet bowl, and they didn't cover 18 and a half after leading at the half. We saw that with them against UConn. They were still able to get the overall cover in that game, but... They were doing a really good job. They were leading in the second half, and then they still lose by, I believe it was double figures. I mean, just time and time again with Georgetown, it's been rough. And then they had a terrible first half against Texas Tech, and guess what? They all played Texas Tech in the second half. I mean, it's just mind-numbing what we're seeing on this Georgetown team. They should be ordering off the kids' menu. They can only finish one half. So that is the biggest piece of advice I could give you to betting in this Georgetown game. If they have a very good first half, Fade them in the second half. If they have a bad first half, take them in the second half. It's just that simple. I mean, I I don't have any scientific equation or anything like that, but it's been working out thus far. And when you take a look at Seton Hall, this team has been rough on offense. It's really a battle of two opposites. Seton Hall is shooting like 31% from three. They can't get any offense going, but they're a top 55 team in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And for Georgetown, Got some guys that are able to bomb it from three-point range. Brandon Murray, he chips in there, 13-plus points per game. Shoots 39% from three. Primo Spears is a 15-point-per-game score. He's been doling out four assists per game. But this is Georgetown team that ranks in the bottom one internationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. So that has been beyond rough for this team. And you did take a look at this Georgetown bunch, and they're going to have to match up with Elamir Dawes. He's really the best shooter for Seton Hall, shooting about 41% from three. He's been able to chip in there 11 points per game. I do like the versatility of Katari Richmond. Richmond for the Seton Hall team, just under 10 points. Chips in there, five rebounds, three assists, a little bit over a seal per game. Shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. And then Tyree Samuel, he's able to chip in there six half rebounds per game. Georgetown, if you just take a look at the talent and the talent itself, honestly, I would say that they might be a little bit of a better team. You do have Kudis Wahab along with Cook Cook. These two guys, they combine for about 15 rebounds per game. A cook, a cook gives you nearly two blocks per game. This is a talented team. Jay Heath, double-figure scorer, shoots it well from three-point range. Problem is, Georgetown, they just can't keep their focus. I think that Mr. Patrick Ewing should have probably been ousted after the team won zero games in the Big East last season. As a matter of fact, it has been 24 months since Georgetown has won a game against the Big East foe. That Big East tournament that we saw in 2021, that was their last win against a Big East team. So it's a circumstance where I am going to be taking a look at this very, very intently. I said my total 135 and a half. I do think that Georgetown is one of those chameleon teams. We've seen them be able to exceed 72 points in three of their last five games, but they've been held below 60 in two of them as well. So whatever the other team does, they're willing to go along with it. I'm going to be taking a look at the under. And with Georgetown, I hope that one good half is going to be good enough because I said Seton Hall is a six-point favorite. I don't have enough faith in their offense to be able to cover this big of a number. So it is a circumstance where I'm taking a look at the under and I'm going to be laying the number with Georgetown as well. 
One game that I did it upon a little bit earlier was the Michigan State versus Wisconsin game. If you missed it, Wisconsin opened up as a favorite. They are now an underdog. I'm willing to take Wisconsin outright on the money line, even though I do expect Tyler Wall to be out. He's not confirmed out quite yet, but he missed the team's last game. Didn't practice on Monday. Not looking too great, but even if he doesn't play, I do like them. So just a little bit of housekeeping there. And this is your pro tip for hour number three. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. And it does involve college basketball. Look for teams that consistently get their tempo in games. Because as we know, matchups make fights. There are just certain teams like St. John's to the fast, North Texas to the slow, that they always get their style. That's very big in terms of taking totals. In St. John's case, the over. North Texas case, the under end. You guys that they've got great style. That would be Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. Follow the money comes your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on Beeson Esports Bank Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.